just pulling up one last document and then I'll be ready to go. The dungeon master in his natural environment slowly pulls up documents. <clears throat> he clears his throat. He looks to the side. Takes a sip of water from his water bottle. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> I was trying to make like a sipping yeah. noise, but it just made a weird sucking noise. Now he's just being obnoxious about it. <laughs> he's become a all right. The, uh, <laughs> as you can hear, we have a guest with us today. Ray, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, uh, I'm Ray. Hi. Nice to meet you all. Probably seen you about on the Discord. Um, I'm happy to be here. Very excited to be here. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. You've been playing D&D for a long oh, time. Yeah. You do the voice acting stuff. Tell us about Nerd Asylum a little bit. So I've been playing D&D for a couple of years now. Found Chasm Quest back in 2018, back when oh, the world was a, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 no. was a different place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the world made just a little bit more sense. Just a little bit more sense. Not much more, but a little yeah, bit just, more. You know, we, <laughs> it was still pretty shitty. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It was dark times for sure. Like, but it just made more sense. But it's yeah. not the darkest times that we find ourselves in now. We didn't yeah. need to have a bingo card for the darkness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you can catch me on a couple of projects over at the Nerd Asylum. We're an online nerdy community. We raise money for the Riley Children's Hospital, Miracle uh, Network. Yeah, you can catch me if you, Harry Potter's your thing. I do a Harry Potter thing. I do a cyberpunk thing, and I do a horror thing. Yay, all Yay. the things. Those, those are great things. Those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. So, you know, if you're not into that, I don't know what the hell you're doing listening well, to the D&D podcast. Right? If you're not into that, we have about 17 other projects going Only? on right now. So you will find something you're into. Nice. Okay. And we will put a link to that. Not in the doobly-doo, but the, I guess it is the doobly-doo. Is it officially now the doobly-doo? The hell is a doobly-doo? Anyway, we'll put, a, we'll put a link in the description of this episode. Obviously, none of you watch the Wheezy Waiter. Yeah. Moving hey guys, on. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we're going to put a link. I think he's just trying to make this up. I don't even have a I'm so sorry. Google doobly do, and I'm I swear something will come up and it says YouTube description box. Okay. okay. I, I swear. I don't the doobly do. There are some sounds... listeners screaming at their iPhones oh, right I'm now. I'm sure, I'm sure. But the doobly do sounds yeah. like a delicious dessert. Yeah, scream away. Does. Your cries of anger and anguish bounce off of me. They mean nothing. And <laughs> they come to me and fuel me for my DMing. <laughs> Give me more anguish. All right. Well, thank you, Ray, for joining <laughs> us. We won't say your character because it's a little bit of a surprise. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you Only for coming. came here all the way from Michigan. Yeah, was, uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump over a couple thank mountains. Thank you. Yeah. All the way to Tennessee. So you succeeded your acrobatics. You hop, skipped, and, and jumped, jumped yeah. all the way from mm -hmm. Michigan. So thank you for being here. All right, let's dive into some trauma. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Now, now, everyone, settle in, settle in. You new faces there in the back, welcome. And get yourselves uh, still and comfortable. There's a heap to cover. And we might need another few logs on the fire. Ah, uh, don't you worry. I'll be getting back to old telly. And Ayas. But all while they were off winning the allegiance of the great green dragon. And 
purifying the skies over the Isle of Araluna. I was up north in Pinton Still, searching the grim waters for our rowdiest companion, or what were left of him in any case. But at the same time, I were preparing for my own dangerous quest for one pile of putrid scum in the form of an elven pirate had taken me whole focus and I had aimed to find him and quite bluntly deliver him the same suffering he delivered me the suffering he so deserved for what he did to Rory the hammer kill cannon but locating Brimcorin would be a challenge all on its own. What happened next, though, brought a familiar face I was not sure I'd ever see again. And in their company, a lead on where I could find my vengeance. a breezy early afternoon you've just finished what you could get down uh, at the refectory for lunch you find yourself walking around the abbey of the eights been here for a couple of days trying your best to make a home of it of course to your right to the south there's the statue of thesla that welcomes all into the abbey And just behind it, where you are moving toward, the calming sounds of the Fountain of Effervescence. It makes a landmark in the center of this abbey and is usually a place for quiet contemplation. Unfortunately, the orphanage has just let out for an afternoon break in their schooling, and the sounds of children screaming and running and pushing each other, nuns trying to herd them into some kind of order, just overwhelms the mood. There's a few priests who were sitting and reading, taking notes, you know, on the foot of the fountain, and they find themselves closing their journals and with a stern look toward the nuns, pushing up their glasses and heading back toward the fellowship chapel. Colleen scoffs at these prudes, not <laughs> clearly not realizing that they're at an orphanage that raises children. It's like, okay, well, F these guys. And I, <laughs> I take one of the seats that one of these priests uh, vacates and just, I sit there with my instruments beside me and I'm kind of contemplating maybe starting to play one if the, you know, if the kids seem interested. Oh, cool. Yeah, you look out, you see a collection of them. They're from all different backgrounds and traditions. 
some human, elven, half-elven, some even dwarven. And yeah, as the nuns are trying to round them up so that they're not letting loose throughout the cloisters and the rest of the abbey, just letting them out to play near the fountain, you find that a group of them is playing some kind of skip ball in front of you, trying to kick a ball back and forth to each other. Yeah, you're welcome to make a performance check with any of the instruments that you brought, have okay. in your pack with you. Yeah, I'll do that, and I'll do a, my best cloister impression as well. Cloister, <laughs> <laughs> cloister! <laughs> That's a 19. Oh, nice. And which instrument are you playing? I'm playing the bagpipes. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you get in them fact, out. I'm going to give, how many, I, I forget, how many people can I give inspiration to? Ooh. In a day? Like five, I think it's 30? anyone within a 10 foot radius of you. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait until like a bunch of the kids are, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to give them advantage. Oh, like, nice. These little hellions give all these nuns and priests hell for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you suddenly realize that you're playing bolsters up the children's playing. So the, the ball's going far higher into the air. Some of them are headbutting the ball to each other and the laughter and the enjoyment seems to enhance with your playing. You notice through the crowd, one particular child seems to catch the attention of the bagpipe and uh, begins to kind of wander through the crowd. He's far shorter than the rest of the children and has kind of scrappy, rusty red hair, freckles across his face. And when he hears the bagpipes and gets closer, you notice he's smiling with a big gap between his two front teeth. (laughs) I smile back at him and motion for him to come closer. He kind of hangs back and gets a little shy, noticing that you noticed him. As he kind of backs away and reddens at the cheeks, you see a young half-elf girl come out of the crowd and come up and grab his shoulder. She has long blonde hair, tan skin, and bright green eyes. And she grabs his shoulder and she says, Calvin, come on! They're about to find the bird! The, the one that died! Let's go! Yeah, as they walk away, I, I just kind of, I wave and, and stop playing my bagpipes. And so I, I'm getting all choked up about bagpipe thing. I wave and I stop playing my bagpipes. Does it abruptly end or does it, do you fade it out? I, I think just bagpipes in general usually just kind of like fade out as anyway. the, yeah, as the bag part just kind of deflates or inflates, <laughs> equalizes said, itself. I thought you said bagpipe wrong for a second. Yeah. <laughs> bag part. That's part bag. <laughs> As the child blushes, you can see that he notices like the bagpipes in particular, kind of gives them a quizzical look, but he ends up bowing to the pressure from his friend and runs off with her. And they are giggling and you see like a group in the near distance. You could see them huddling around something and two of the nuns go up and say, now move on, move on. (laughs) Just as that's happening, you didn't really notice it. You were kind of watching where they were going. Another one of the nuns comes toward you. She's wearing the gray vestments of a Thessalon nun, a head covering, and on the back is embroidered a silver infinity symbol. She comes up to you and she's older, has soft, caring blue eyes. She says, that was wonderful. Thank you. And she kind of claps for a little bit as you end your performance. I nod my head to her and goes, ah, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. The children seem to enjoy it as well, which for such a traditional instrument, I would not have guessed. I, well, you know, bagpipes are coming back in style. I feel like that's, uh, that's happening. (laughs) 
Well, I'm not really one for style. I mean, and she looks, she like shows you her very like mundane garbs that she's wearing. But I'll take your word for it. Tell me, what is your name? Are you traveling through? Uh, I I think I just recognize you from being here for the past few days. Hi. My name is Kowloon. Um, I was at the battle. You all, you might recognize the name of the Rowdy Boys. Mm. They, uh, the other three stayed here. All part of the resistors. Aye. Yes, yes. We saw the one be knighted in front of the crowd. Yes. Um, Colin, like, holds his eyes shut for a second and goes, aye. Right, yes. I'm terribly sorry. Um, look, your playing is, uh, seems to be very popular with the children. I uh, was wondering if you'd want to do anything uh, formal and partner with the uh, orphanage at all. Sure. Uh, I do not know how long I'll be in town for, but... Uh, I'm actually thinking it's of writing to a little shop I own in Octocrag called uh, No Holds Barred. Maybe you've heard of it. Let's give her an intelligence check. <laughs> yes. Oh, very famous. And she has a 13 on her deception check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one, so my, my insight tells me I believe her. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> ah, well. Oh, yes. Very famous, that one. Yes. Ah, well, Lots yes, of, of great instruments coming out of that store. I plan on writing to the person I have running it, and they're going to send some money to the orphanage here uh, to be used for the children, and maybe some instruments and other toys. Oh, and she puts her hands to her heart, and she says, That is so mighty kind of you, Master Kowloon. Um, I am Veronica. And she Veronica. just gives a, a small bow to you. Nice to meet you, Veronica. I, after all the deaths we've seen over the past few days, it's nice to see new life. Yes, um, the ones you were with, and the orcs even, they gave so much to protect us. I am forever grateful. I'm sure it is a sore subject, though, so... <laughs> um, we are honored that you would give such a gift to our humble orphanage. If you want to give me a list... Of the names of all the children staying here, I can have Rudy send personalized gifts for each one. <gasps> Amazing. Uh, the children, they, they do have a music class where we have small windpipes, but they're so old and beaten up. Yes, and if they had them personalized, that may encourage them to play at them. Oh, that is perfect. Aye, I, especially I, the the one, the, the wee redhead over there. He seemed very interested in, in the bagpipe plan, so I might... Oh, could be because we make sure that we teach each of the children a bit about their uh, heritage and where their ancestors may have come from, and although they don't have... A connection directly, we still make sure that they learn things of their people. So, yes, I, I'm sure he would have received at some point some kind of lesson from Mother Mary, who teaches the music here. Mm. I'm sure she would have gone over the bagpipes of the Orcish Wars. Well, no holds barred to be bringing them back. Maybe that young one there will get the first set. <gasps> that would be amazing. Yeah, that's young Kelvin. Kelvin. Yes, I. Well, good to know. I just, um... <clears throat> Give me a, a list of, of names and how you spell them. And I'll... Yeah, he's he's a bit rowdy, but um, he and his friend Nayla, the half-elf, 
They're inseparable. Best of friends. That's uh, good. Are they treated well? Very well, yes. Except for when they're in trouble, of course, there's has to be consequences for actions, but nothing too rough, of course. Yes, right. Uh, and Colin stands up and kind of like, you know, wipes his, uh, the wrinkles out of his kilt, and mm-hmm. it was uh, nice meeting you. Um, well, yeah, just uh, give me that list. I'm staying in the refractory. Um, I need to go now. She bids you goodbye, assures that the list of names will get to you, and you begin to walk the streets of Penton. I'm going to actually, I'll go to Bartle's Instruments. Very good. So Bartle's is a bit larger than your place in Octacraig. (laughs) Just a little bit. They've got a team, and it's mainly because they produce and help repairs for, like, chapel organs and, like, much larger instruments and stuff. Mm. So, like, they'll literally send a team to go and repair pipes that have been around for like, you know, a hundred years. But on top of that, they also have instrument sales and they're kind of like the headquarters for all of Trayland, right? And so, okay, yeah, so you walk into Bartles. It is still a wooden structure, but it's uh, whitewashed on the outside and blends into the rest of the Market Square. Market Square is actually pretty busy. You do find there to be this kind of awkward juxtaposition of typical Penton, city of Penton folks who have lived here and now kind of roaming the streets, some of the pirates of the crews and some of the orcs have found themselves here. Not many, it's not like they're swarming the market square, right? But they find themselves amongst the crowds where they are non-typical. Okay, so do I get to Bartles? Yep, and there's a, a large sign with like fancy script above in bright red with a white background. You go inside and the first thing you notice is in the far back, almost like a display, is just like the biggest pipe organ, right? So vaulted ceilings all around you, just the smell of oils for brass instruments, strings. You can hear music playing from every corner from all different instruments, whether it's lutes or woodwinds or or otherwise, some percussion in the far back. Do I see anybody working there? Yeah, yeah. There's a large desk next to the pipe organ, and that seems to be where the main uh, music shop owner's uh, station. I go up there and I say, are you Bartle? Oh, no, not Bartle. Uh, just a wee employee of the place. Well, uh, well, wee employee, where is Bartle? Where can I find him? Upstairs, working on some repairs at the moment. Great, and the stairs are? Oh, that's uh, reserved for employees only. Oh, okay, well, employee, uh, would you mind going to get Bartle for me? Absolutely. Tell him Kowloon is here from No Holds Bard and Octacrag. Absolutely, I can do that. Fantastic. He's wearing more posh wear, like a button-up shirt, suspenders, and trousers kind of thing. More of a Westwick style. Yeah, he- I'm definitely still in a kilt and, like, battle armor, basically. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. He he rushes up the stairs that are on the other side of the pipe organ, and coming down the stairs is an old man with a cane. He's got, like, a tailored suit on. He has his cane that is coming down. It's, like, gold-capped. And he's leaning against the railing, and the guy's even helping him down the stairs. And mm. you can tell he's like, he's bald on top with just the strip of white hair around and a big white mustache okay. at the front with some spectacles resting on his nose. And he looks around, he's like, ah, <clears throat> Yes, Mr. Carloon, uh, they told me. Aye, yes, and I'd shake his hand if he offers it, I guess. Yes, he does. Bartle, I have a proposition for you. 
Now, I'm always open for propositions. You see, recently I have uncovered the method of creating bagpipes. Mm. And I show him my bagpipe, which I guess I have to do as a deception roll because I just invented it myself. <laughs> it's probably not going to be good. Okay, that's a seven total. But, you know, I want to sound like it's like more legitimate, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'll be selling these from my store. No holds barred in Octocrag. And instead of all of your clientele that would prefer to have bagpipes up your way, I was thinking maybe I could share my designs with you, and you just send 50% of the profits down to No Holds Barred. Well, I will say, um, there's not much of a, uh, desire amongst our clientele for such a old instrument, but if... If you have a new design, tell me about it. Um, what makes this alluring? Sell me on it. Sure. Uh, well, these bagpipes here, as you may know, are some of the last in the world. And these happen to be Ivan Barley Barrel's bagpipes themselves, which is not a deception. <laughs> right, yeah. Go ahead and give me a persuasion with advantage. Drop in that name. That is a 22. He pats his belly and he says, Well, I would not have guessed this morning when I opened my store that Ivan Barley Barrel's bagpipes would be coming through my store's front doors. Please let us meander and continue this discussion upstairs. And you slowly creak up the stairs. You can tell it's kind of a back office where he leads you to. And then... He agrees, but he's going to counter offer 45%. I'll tell you what, do 50%, but make 25 of that go directly to the orphanage here in town. At that, he scratches at his face. Mm. <laughs> you drive an interesting bargain, young man. I mean, think of the great PR. You're donating 25% of all bagpipe profits to the orphanage in town. <laughs> all right. We'll give this a shot, but let me tell you, we'll put you on a six-month probation, we'll check sales, and we'll check back in with you after that. That's fine. Just don't cheat me. Uh, you have my word. And then, yeah, shake hands and boom. Nice. Perfect. So that takes the about the two hours when you get out, kind of look at the position of the sun and realize it's, it's later afternoon closer to dinner time. So I make my way down to the port. And it's a nice calm walk. Most folks are heading back in from their morning of fishing on the lake or, or whatnot. Most residents are making their way into Penton as you find your way going down. Are you just walking or or do you have Bartholomew up here? I'm on Bartholomew. So so you go and grab him and begin to, the ride down to Adams Port. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you get down to the docks a lot of people are still finishing up repairs on the city as some of the cannon fire did reach. Mm -hmm. You see the bell tower is still standing tall. You look to your left to the east and see that the old lighthouse is there. You look to your right and you see ships coming into port. Of course, there's windward. And then one further away from that, you hear still hammering and sawing coming from the Valorous Scoundrel as your skeleton crew or your ghost crew 
is still working on repairs. So at the moment, Valorous Scoundrel is out of operation, as the massive Kraken did severe damage to its hull. Yeah. And barely was able to be towed back by Windward. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of, like, nod to any of the skeleton crew that want to that wanna nod to me or whatever, and I'm not, like... Because sure. I'm not there for the Valor Scoundrel. I'm there right. for the other ship coming into port. Exactly. And you see it coming in, and it's coming in to dock next to Windward. You see the orcs, and one of them sticks out to you. She's rather tall, broad-shouldered, long black French braid going all the way down her back. And she gives out a wave to you. It is Nika, <laughs> the more purplish-hued orc who helped you and the rest of the boys make it to the top of the Rockspire Mountain. Yeah, I I give a friendly wave back to Nika and start making my way maybe a little bit faster, you know, maybe more of a, a pep in my step. Seeing a friendly, familiar face. Mm-hmm. And the Orca ships would be more akin to, like, a Viking ship. It's more one base level. Gotcha. With oars and with a sail. Even before the gangway's down, Nika kind of hops over and comes to you, and you can tell she kind of grabs your shoulder and walks you, like, away from the ship. Uh, Maybe sees you trying to peer past her. Hmm. And she says, Kal'un, and she's looking down to you and has her hand on your shoulder, and she's walking you back. How has your day been? Uh, Same as every day for the past few days. Uh, Why, um, what's going on, Nika? Oh, uh, you know... Had a good day, good swim, sun's out, that's nice. Um, still lots of storm clouds further south, but... Um, Nika. Yeah. Is Rory on the ship? Did you find him? Ah. Uh, no, no luck again. Uh, look, our divers, some of the best, but uh, this Kraken beast really sank. The metal on it was very heavy took took quite a bit of uh, 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 down with it. So uh, we've been recovering things, not necessarily from, from that wreck. And she's kind of, she crosses her arms in front of her, kind of uncomfortable and is rubbing at her arm. Nine. Trying to give like a half smile, like, sorry, but also like, this is the reality no. of the situation. Well, it's fine, because it's not your fault. Um, you'd... Why Why are you keeping me away from the ship, then? Uh, we did recover more uh, bodies just of the, uh, some were pirates, some were enemy pirates, and a uh, few of the navy men, so I just, uh, you know, thought you wouldn't want to see something like that right now. Yeah, she kind of almost asks, I guess. Yeah, I, I put my hand, I, you know, reach up as far as I can and put my hand on her shoulder as well, and I was like, okay, well... Thank you. Of course, you'll just, you'll let me know when you do find him. You will be the first person that I find uh, if we get that news. Thank you, Nika. Yeah, these are good men and women. Um, I think I'm going to be taking a break for a few days, but Janessa is bound for tomorrow for the next three days. I am very strong, but... uh, the swimming can really take it out. It's muscles I haven't used in a while. Of course, climbing is more my forte. And uh, I think it is time for me to rest. It's been a really crazy past couple of days. Hey, please take care of yourself. 
thank you yeah and i i think i would have known that she would be exhausted and i bring her you know maybe some jerky and some bread just something easy to travel so. nice so as she's eating and as you two are catching up in your and a honey bun oh <laughs> um <laughs> at this point as she's nodding and smiling you notice another ship pulling into the lake and coming toward the dock It is an unfamiliar ship, and yet familiar in the sense that this looks like something that would be coming from the Lock Islands rather than a Navy ship. A bell is tolling at a new ship coming in, and you see some of the Order of the Flame Knights gather up their things, and one of them grabs like a roll of parchment and starts bringing it down to kind of check them in and and check over since there's the lockdown happening. Mm. And uh, as you guys are catching up and maybe you're telling her about the deal you just made at Bartles, the ship that just pulled in is pulling in to the dockway and just into the spot opposite of the Orca ship that Nika came off of. And you can hear an argument happening between the Order of Flames Knight and the captain of the ship. He says, papers, I need papers. I'm telling you, there's no bloody papers. They lost him in the fight. It's not the only thing. I told you before, the ship's the Bilgewater Bastard. I don't know what else you need to know for that. You could have told me that the ship's name was the Sun's Rose. It doesn't matter. I need papers proven that you are not affiliated with the Trailender Navy. I'm not affiliated. Bloody Trailender Navy. I mean, how many dead bodies do you want to see? How many sunken ships do you want to see? Wait here while I go confirm things. I think I know exactly who to talk to. As he begins to go down the gangway, you maybe jeer at him, (laughs) make a little face. The face that sticks up over the railing, Kal'un. So you see um, a dwarven woman. She has long reddish hair pulled back into a very messy bun. There's like braids and beads and stuff braided into it. Um, A luxurious handlebar mustache. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so she's wearing wraps around her chest, and her stomach's exposed, and you can see a sick six-pack of abs. Nice. <laughs> and she's leaning over, looking very exasperated, jeering at this this particular uh, gentle folk as they walk away. Call Oon, yeah. you recognize not only the face, but the voice of your sister, Berta. Hey gang, me again. Been a minute since we got the chat, right? Welcome back to the wonderful world of Anu and our quest of chasms. As you heard last episode, I decided to go out looking for a train back to the material plane. And I found it. And I thought Andrew followed me on, but I am not seeing him anywhere. Which isn't good, because I'm pretty sure this is the only train back to the material world. Next stop. End of line. Haunted Abyssal Bathhouse. Hmm. Damn it. Well, Andrew is the D-Mom, Colin is Kowloon, I, your very own Taylor, played the role of Lou, the Sea Dog Werewolf Pirate, and our good friend Ray played the spectacular role of Kowloon's very nicely mustached dwarven sister, Berta. You can catch Ray over at the Nerd Asylum. The Nerd Asylum is a wonderful group of folks who make podcast stories, Twitch streams, and have an amazing Discord full of sweet souls who all love gaming and RPGs and the like. 
You can find them at The Nerd Asylum on Twitter and Instagram, and there you can find links to their Discord where you can meet a ton of great people. This episode contains sound design and music by myself with additional music and ambiance by Ivan Dutch. And, as always, our lovely theme song by the amazing Sam Anderson. Hi, is this seat taken? Oh, uh, no, not at all. Uh, have a seat, Phantom Shadow Man. Please, Phantom Shadow Man is my father. You can just call me Fan. Oh, excellent. Heading to the haunted bathhouse, eh? Uh, yeah, not by choice. I accidentally boarded the wrong train, and quite frankly, I'm starting to think that there wasn't a right train at all. Yeah, those signs are confusing on purpose. But hey, stick with me for a bit. I know the place pretty well. I'll show you around. Oh man, thanks. That's a huge help. By the way, you're not crazy, are you? I saw you over there talking to yourself. That is still to be seen, my friend. But no, I'm just talking to the listeners of our show. See, I just look into this fourth wall over here and speak away. I see. Eh, whatever. You seem fair enough to me. Fair enough is what they called me in high school. Anyway, as you'll soon come to find out, these next few episodes are going to be a deep dive into what Kowloon has been up to all while Telnius and Ias have been off tending to the search for the Green Dragon. We have a lot of material on its way to your beautiful ears, so buckle up. I'm not making any promises, but there may be a couple very long episodes in the future as I'm trying to get all this out to you. If you like what we are doing, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash where you can find a ton of extra bonus content for your pleasure. As it stands, we are still an independently run podcast, so every little bit helps. And to our current patrons, we have some fun stuff coming pretty soon, so please make sure that all your information is up to date, i.e. mailing addresses, all that fun jazz. That's patreon.com slash chasmquest. Interesting. So people just listen to you through like a little dimensional tear or something? I certainly like to think so. Right on. Well, this is our stop coming up. Wow. You know, for an abyssal haunted bathhouse, this seems super nice. Yeah, it's the best around, actually. Super pricey, though, for all the good stuff. Ah, crap. I don't have any money. Oh, well, that's no worries. Just stick with me. I'll cover you. I know a few workers here. Thanks, fan. Well, I'm gonna let y'all get back to the episode. Enjoy! Sweet. Now, why don't we go hit some hot springs and you tell me all about yourself? You smell... alive. I am! Well, I'm pretty sure I am. Things got a bit wonky when we met a couple of pixies. Ah, pixies will get you, man. Kal'oon, you recognize not only the face, but the voice of your sister, Berta. Uh, wow, okay. I was not expecting that. That's awesome. And yeah. give me a perception check from Berta. First roll of the game. 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you I look, see everything. Yeah. No, you look down and amongst the crates and barrels of this dockway and people scurrying back and forth, you actually see the Order of the Flames Knight walking back behind them. So you're jeering at him as he goes and your face is following him. And then suddenly you stop and you make eye contact with Kal'oon, your younger brother, who you have not seen for many years. Well, I'll be damned. Can I vault myself over the taffrail and land on the deck? Absolutely. Give me a athletics just to see, like you're going to succeed, but let's see how impressive this is. 
24. So she hikes herself over, does a little flip in the air and lands. And the thing that you notice is that when she lands, it's a lot louder than it should be because where her left leg should be, there is instead a peg. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) Nika is just munching on her jerky and just like smiling like impressive. Berda. Colleen. Berda. Colleen. Berda. Colleen. Berda. Colleen. (laughs) Anika says, is her name Berda? Hi, and my name's Colleen. Donkey. I'm Nika. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Nika. Uh, Where the hell have you been? I, you know, here and there, where have you been? I've heard some tales. Are you in the the, the Rowdy Boys or Uh, something like that? I, I, uh, Colleen is kind of surprised, but doesn't want to act like he's surprised when he says, hey, yeah, we're famous. Everyone knows our name. Uh, this is like the first time somebody's actually heard of the Rowdy Boys right. before you bring it up specifically. Yeah, that's why he's surprised, but also he, he wants to <laughs> definitely play it off. Like, yeah, the Rowdy Boys are a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've heard you mentioned by a couple of drunkards down round it about. That tends to be our fan base. Um, so what are you doing here? Were you part of the battle? Bloody hell no. I was trying to find you. I've been looking for you all over. Have you? How did you know I was here? News travels fast. She is your sister? And Nika's just super excited, like the biggest grin on her face. Uh, hi, yes. Uh, Nika, this is my sister. Um, last I saw of her, I was well, 17, I think. Around about there. It's been, it's been a few years. Right. One more thing. Did yeah, we yeah. ever establish canon for my other two sisters' names? Ooh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think we did either. So we can just We've make never, those up right now. Yeah, exactly. I think Berta was the only named one because I asked specifically for it a okay. long time ago, just in case yeah, for this type of moment. Yeah, and right Berta now. is the oldest. Yes. And then there's two younger sisters, yeah. and then Kowloon is the youngest half-brother. Yes. Okay. Uh, how are uh, Kula and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a can of Coke. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind well, of a yeah, cool I name. Like, I like Cola. Okay. Cool. How are Cola and Meghan? Uh, they're... <laughs> Cola and Meghan, they're, they're, they're doing all right. Um, they're settling in. They're, do, they're doing their thing. We, we've, we've been uh, sailing about the archipelagos, making our ways in the world. Are they with you? No, not today, unfortunately. Well, um, welcome. Uh Screw that guy, whoever he was. Of course you're welcome to the dock here. Um, you're not going to hurt anybody, right? She winks. Okay. Probably good, not. Good enough for me. Uh, I don't care about most of these people anyway. Oh. Um, okay, so you're looking for me? Is that a reason? I ran into Adric not too long ago. Oh, the bastard. Yeah, had a conversation with him. You could call it that. Learned some unfortunate things here and there about his involvement. And Nika looks like the gif of just eating the popcorn <laughs> of just like, ooh, give me all the tea. She's also like, uh, Berta's definitely eyeing Nika. Like, I don't know how much I should say. So like be- being sort of vague. Don't worry. You can trust Nika. That's fine. I am very trustworthy. She smiles and she's got like a big old hunk of jerky in her front teeth. <laughs> You got something right, uh, oh. right left, left, left. Thank you. Yep, got it. Mm. Uh, peppercorn. Hmm. I don't remember there being peppercorn in the honey bun, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the jerky. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
That would be a very odd flavor to suddenly hit. Spicy. <laughs> it's, it's a honey bun, but it's the instead of cream filling, it's, it's just, just peppercorn. Yeah, it's peppercorn and it's mint. It's like whole. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's like an everything. Bigger. Yeah, she smiles. Oh, just peppercorn. So I was talking to Adrian, sort of found out about the arms dealing and his business with anti-Tesla and all that. Found out he's rather put off about the whole thing. Okay. Colin just seems kind of annoyed at just, like, even the mention of Atric. Oh, we're, we're, he and I are no longer on speaking terms. Well, I don't really care if he's upset about it, but we found out a bit more. The arms dealing was actually, I think, what funded this particular battle here. Maelstrom was spotted by the orcs, mm. and you know that Antithesalus stole or took Maelstrom mm-hmm. from... So that is something that has... They've come to a conclusion... And only anti and some of the orcs saw the tendrils come from the sky and from the uh, storming waters mm. below. And it is pretty well known that only a dark priest like Anti Tesla could make an entire frigate disappear into thin air. Okay, uh, the maelstrom was spotted, so I do believe Anti Tesla was here during the battle. I would not be surprised. You also know that Brim Corn was a part of the the fight, and he got away with his ship. I, uh, I'm talking to my father, Adric. I'm not sure if you've heard of this at all. Right bastard lost his arm. You're aware? I am aware. Found him. <laughs> I've got a funny story to tell you. The first time I met Adric again, we were all in the bar at the Lock Island, and... He wanted to get into a fight with me, and me and the ready boys showed him what was and knocked him right out. <laughs> we pulled down his pants and hung him above the door. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not even sure he, des- oh, he deserves that, for sure. Oh, I- <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was, friend- I was fairly proud of it. Nice. Right. Nice. <laughs> Learned a little bit about a particular sword. I did it to him. Some kind of cursed weapon. He's trying to get it back to its original owners. Something like that. Oh, so Adric has this sword. Adric has the sword. That wounded him. Correct. And what will happen to him if he doesn't get the sword back to its original owners? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, but uh, certainly I don't want that sort of power to rest in a bastard's hands. Oh, he would gain more power? I would assume so. I'd... He'd gain lots of money. He'd gain well. lots of money as well. <laughs> oh, I suppose I do not want that to happen. So, do you need my help or something? Well, mostly I was looking for you. It's been so long since I've seen you and heard about the mess with Brim and was worried about you. Aye. What with your involvement with Henry Locke? That bastard. No, Henry. I need to speak with her soon anyway, but, um... Is she here? On that queue, you do see the Order of Flames Knight coming off of Windward with Henry behind her. So if you had something, you know, else to say, mm. you see them actually heading toward your small group because he's beelining it to Berta. Okay, I say, uh, I there she is now. Great. So happy to see her. Awesome. Oh, so you also know Henry? I know of Henry. That makes sense. Hedrick was working for her, by the way. Henry and... <sighs> Whoever the hell you are, I I know her. She's fine. It's my sister, Berta. I was just about to say, and uh, Henry comes up with the knight next to her. Her hair is a bit messy, just like out and about. She's not wearing a hat, just a, a flowing shirt and tucked into baggy brown trousers and boots on to boot. 
And you could tell that she was probably just lounging about when this knight found her. And she goes, Oh, yep. I was just about to give my word that uh, old Berta here. And she goes to, like, kind of punch your shoulder. I sort of casually, like, yawn and stretch in the opposite direction so she misses. (laughs) Yeah, Henry misses and, like, tries to play off her stumbling. And Nika, like, kind of props her back up, like, oh, thank you. Um, I was just about to say, yes, fully to be trusted and is is of good relation to one of our resistors uh, members. Henry has been avoiding me for the past few days. I could see that. And I say, Henry, you and I need to talk. Oh, we're talking right now. What do you need? Fine. Where is he? I know you know where to find the bastard. Well, the knight's right here. He was the one who was giving your sister all the trouble, right? You know who I'm talking about. The one that killed Rory. Where the hell is he? And, like, the knight kind of goes red and wide-eyed, like, looks at Henry slowly, and Henry looks at the knight. (laughs) It's like, poor nameless NPC. (laughs) I I look at the knight and said, just leave. You can go. It's for sure the same knight that... Telnius came up to and was like, we demand, I mean, we need to see Abbot Nyssa. And they look at each other and Henry's just like, uh, look, Kowloon, I've had a rivalry with Brim for a long time. This isn't necessarily something that's going to be solved overnight. And I'll end it for you. I don't want to fight him, Henry. I want to fucking kill him. I understand, and I'm right there with you. We're a team, Kowloon. Look me in the eyes. Brim has also killed many people that I love. What if I told you, and she looks over at the knight now, and you can fuck right off. (laughs) And the knight's like, yes, ma'am, admiral, captain, sir, general. uh." And he just kind of meanders away and... Nika laughs to herself, and a little bit of jerky falls out. (laughs) She's just a a mess right now. And Henry says, look, I've lost a lot of people, too, to Brim, and want him dead as much as you do. What if I told you that I have a pretty solid lead on where he's at? Then tell me the lead. Okay. Everything's a bit fresh, and I didn't want to just, like, have us all sail away and that kind of thing, but maybe come hear out what the person has to say. Fine, then. Let's go. Erda, would you like to come with us? Absolutely. I'm here for you. Excellent. My sister and Nika will be coming with us. Nika, like, looks down, and she nods at <laughs> Henry, and Henry looks at Berta and kind of gives you a, a bit of a knowing glare. I sort of side-eye her back. She just kind of checks you up and down and says, All right, absolutely. You all are welcome on my ship. She turns on her heel and begins to walk toward Windward. As you go up the gangway, all your typical friends, there's Asher on the main deck. She's literally just lounging with her feet up on the railing with her face in a book. She's like, Hey, Colleen. Hello. Nod. <laughs> yeah. And, I wasn't nearly as close to her as Tilnius was. Right, yeah. And she kind of gives a weird look like, oh, who's who's the new one? I wish. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She goes back to her book, and Henry begins to walk with y'all, and Henry leans down to Berta and says, so uh, how are things on the archipelago? Yeah, they're all right. How are things over in the Lock Islands? Not too great, it wouldn't seem. No. 
could be better, but we're getting reestablished and all that. Right, right. You uh, talked to Adric at all? I may have run into him. And how's how did Shantytown look if you did run into him there? It's, it's alright. It's got a couple skeleton buildings still coming up. And are the weeds always there? Or is that sort of a new the thing you're trying out? It's a part of the ambience. Okay. It gives s- a good shanty vibe while also helping create oxygen. Right, I know big I know what that word means. We're big on green. Green. <sighs> And yeah, you guys are, this is as you're walking down the stairs into the hall. Yeah, as long as we keep moving, Colleen doesn't say anything. He just sighs loudly. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. And at this point, you're, you're at the bottom of the stairs. She leads you through all the bunks and the hammocks where the crew sleeps. And she makes her way further back. And it's where typically treasure is kept. There is a closed barred door with... I'm a bar door. And start singing. And she takes out a key and unlocks it, opens it up. And as you guys come in, you realize that this treasury area has been converted into a makeshift hospital. You recognize, Kowloon, that this is where the sea dogs who were rescued off of the fire ship have been mended to. Not all of them are here. Only one sits on a cot in kind of the back corner brooding. He is an absolute unit, bulky as fuck, and has hair just all along his uh, shirtless back, his chest, graying beard hair, and long shabby hair. He wears simple trousers, and he's just leaning over his cot, his head in his hands, as you all walk in, it, it's almost as if he doesn't notice you come in. And Henry speaks first and says, Doing all right. I uh, brought some some friends who want to help help you out. All right. Get me out of here. Yeah, of, of course. I, I just think we should tell our friends exactly what they're walking into. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. Let's do it. Do I recognize this guy? Oh uh, yeah, you would actually. Okay. He's he was a part of the crew of the Sea Dogs. Okay. So you probably didn't, s- didn't know him personally, but I do recognize his face. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you yeah, you're making the connections like, oh, he's got mending burn wounds, so he's got some medical wrapping around his abdomen and around his chest as well. And you can see his face, like some of his beard is a little singed from the flames, but it looks like he's on the up and up. It looks like he could get back into a fight and, and do fairly well. I recognize you. Why the hell are you here? I woke up here. I don't know. It got knocked out. They uh, locked me up in this room. Been here for a while now. He was on the fire ship. Your comrade uh, Rory saved his life. Hmm. Where is Jacquard? I wish I knew. He'd get me out of here. Uh, I don't know how many survived. All right. Well, what's the lead? Do you know where Brim Corrin is? That bastard. You want to find Brim? Right. Yeah, I want to find him too. Last I know, he's in Octocrag. I think he's got some business in the keep. Octocrag? I'm not really sure. What kind of business? Uh, dark stuff. That's where the Viper's headquarters is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I overheard some Vipers talking a little bit. He's up to some dastardly things. I think they have new plans. Something about making plans to take care of Garunyar? I don't really know. 
How did you hear of these plans? Where were you? Are you a viper? No, I'm a sea dog. Always have been. Hmm. They had me in a prison for a while. Actually, Grunyar, you would know, is your uncle as well. Right, okay. yeah. Berta, like, perks up at oh. Grunyar. What the fuck do they want with him? Beats me. Apparently they want to get at him after helping the resistors or something. I don't know. It was a long stay. It wasn't very pleasant. Do they currently have him? I have no idea, but I know they aim to. You've got to let him know. Aye. we got to kill Prim. If Prim is dead, then he can do nothing to Grunyar. Right. You know this Grunyar? Aye, he's our uncle. Oh. It's kind of why I was seeking them out. Yeah. Uh, you do mean Grunyar on the council, right? Dune Canyon? Dune Canyon rings a bell, yeah. No, I don't know anything about a council, but sure, if that's the same name. Hey. All right, when do we leave? Yeah, we can leave as soon as you all are ready. I don't think it'd be smart to sail straight to Arctocrack. If Brim is there, if the Vipers still have control of it, although... Quincy is dead. Their leader is chop off the snake's head. The rest will die away, but it's going to have some time to try to wriggle free. Well, we only need a small force. We don't need to start another war there. Nika, can we go on Griffins? Um, there is only the one Griffin left, so... Mm, flying in might draw a lot of attention... Berta, give me a typical knowledge roll. Just add your intelligence. (laughs) Bad. It's general intelligence a six. A six? Nice. You remember Octocrag Mm -hmm. and what it is. I've probably heard of it. I mean, I I have a ship we could take. That actually might work better than taking Windward here. That would draw almost equal attention to flying in on a griffin. Nika chimes in and she says, Although, no griffin, I... I would be uh, ready to help. I've got the new axe. I've been kind of keen on swinging it around. I, I I appreciate it. I couldn't ask you to do that, but... You don't have to. I just offered. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to have that, like... You know that play on words that's always in stories and movies and stuff? Oh, like were you, like, saying yeah. you couldn't axe? We're, yeah, well, like, we, where we both know that you're gonna come. But oh, then, like, I thought you were trying to for... make uh, what they say pun? With ask and axe. Mm, no, no. That would have been funny. You should have done that. I should have. Had I had I been had I my head on straight, I would have done that. Almost. <laughs> and she like slaps your back, <laughs> right, but a little so, too hard. So uh, are we in a hurry or anything, or do we just want to keep futzing around? I I think we should go. And uh, there's something I need to show you first, though, Berta. If you'll come to town with me, everyone else, if you don't mind getting ready. Uh, yes, we'll meet on your ship. And Nika, like, does finger guns towards you. Finger gun back. Uh, uh, two things. First of all, vaguely threatening. I'm not sure if I liked that. No, not uh, at all. I promise. <laughs> Second of all, uh, Henry. Uh, yeah. Were you planning on coming with us? Oh, uh, you know, I could. Uh, look, I've got some folks in Pontyshire who have smuggled in some boot and leg for me. I could get you to Pontyshire, but me walking through, and she's like pulling on her garb, and she's just like, me walking through the streets right, of Octa Craig, right. I'd probably do more harm than good got that, that uh, big, in your group's favor. And reputations. A couple just... of dwarves, though, muscular orc, a sea dog. You know, I, f- I think y'all could, could make it pretty 
pretty okay. Right. Such a shame. You know, I've I've been really wanting to get to know you more. Just you know, hearing all about your your adventures and everything. I it's a, it's can't a damn shame. Help, but note a hint of sarcasm in your voice. But uh, it was equally nice meeting you, Berta. Right. Anyway, they've been doing this, and I don't know how. M- I know they don't like each other. I don't know how much they hate each other. Uh, yeah. Um, stranger seems <laughs> seems off. Uh, can we go? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead, Lou. Uh, gather your things. Uh, whatever you need, any extra supplies, just let me know. I'll call it uh thirty minutes. Me on. What was your ship's name? Bilgewater bastard. Bilgewater. Bilge. Bilge. You know, like the things you have in the bottom of ships. I, yes. mean, I wouldn't expect you to know. I would know. Sure. Oh dear gods. <laughs> I would definitely know that. Bilge water bastard. Right. It's a good name. It's a, it's a pretty good name. Pretty solid. Yeah. Kinda hard to uh, uh convince the knight. Uh, from my good favor to let you stay here in Penton, but don't worry, I handled everything for you. At least it doesn't have words in it, I can't spell, like a valorous scoundrel or something silly like that. That is a pretty dumb name. Good thing it's not my shit. Colin says, just kiss already, and Berta then come with me. Gross. Whoa, whoa. You've no time for this. Disgusting. <laughs> Nika, like, pulls the jerky back up to her face, and she's like, no, boy. And you all go off of Windward. Nika's going to go rest and gather her supplies. Lou, you have some time to gather supplies on Windward. Yeah, we we then come to Call Un and Berta as you come off of Windward. What is it you wanted in town? Just follow me. It's easier to show than explain. You know, you just keep hinting at it. It just keeps making me more and more concerned. You're about to show me, like, a dead body or something. But how... You know I'm not a child anymore, right? I, you know, occasionally you'd go and you'd, like, find a weird pile of shit in the woods and you'd want me to come look at okay, it. Okay, or... I don't remember very many woods. And to be honest, if somebody's shitting in the town, then some... We need to clean it up. Right, but, like, you'd always... Uh, like, oh, bird, I can look. I've found something exciting. It'd be like a rock. Who okay. fucking likes rocks? Yeah, and again, <laughs> he was a child. We haven't changed a bit. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, just just trust me, okay? It's you. You might not even believe me if I just say it out loud. But just follow me, and 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 you'll see. I did not mean to make that rhyme, but you just trust me. You did it again. You're a bard. Damn it! <laughs> I am. I. Which is another thing that you didn't know that I might be when I was older. I. You didn't know that, but I didn't become a bard until after. The last time we saw each other, so I have changed. This is true. This is true. All ah. right. All right. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Go on. Uh, I take Berta to the Abbey, and I just kind of, where would the children be at this point in time? It's dinner time, so they're all in the refectory, like along with the cacophony of children, orphans, but also the priests, the clerics, the initiates, or the acolytes, and the nuns. Everyone's eating together. It's like a huge communal hall. Think um, the Great Hall in Harry Potter mm-hmm. okay. and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is obviously a book yeah. that most of you have read. Floating candles game. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of us. Of course, all of us have read this. Uh, <laughs> so I bring Berta to just the door, and I look for Calvin. Easily find him. He's throwing pieces of broccoli at 
Nayla, the the half elf friend of yeah. his, and she's like laughing, and the first two hit her in the head, and then the next one she catches it in her mouth and <laughs> chews it and then like spits some of it back and the nun stands up and is like that's enough you two separate <laughs> I say uh, Berda you see the the wee stunner over there flirting with the half elf do you have a kid I didn't know it'd be so obvious <laughs> but I that's your nephew really his name is Calvin and if I don't make it back he's your responsibility that's a lot to put on a girl. Um, wow, no, I was joking. I didn't think, okay, um, when did that happen? Apparently it happened about six years ago, but I did not find out about it myself until last week. Right, okay, um, that's a lot to take in. Uh, sort of weird to know. Uh, not a huge fan. Uh, all right, I, uh, yeah, I'll make a wee pirate of him, I guess. You're all right with him, like, leading a life of crime? Sure, yeah, as long as he's alive and safe. Sure, we could use a new powder monkey. <laughs> Look, he's family, Murda. That's why I'm trusting you with him. And no one else. Not even fellow rowdy boys know about his existence yet. Not even he knows... About his existence yet. That I am... <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) Not even he knows that I'm his Paul. I don't want him getting caught up in this mess at this age. If I die, then when he gets older, I need you to take care of him. Make sure he's safe and well cared for. You have my word. Thank you. It's a bit of a shock still, uh, sort of processing that, but no, he'll he'll be uh, well Same looked here. After. Trust me. Right. Okay. I I can I can promise him a good life. It may not be a happy one. It may not be a rich one, but it'll be good. All right. That's all I can ask for. All right. Let's uh let's get going then. Sure. Sure. Okay. And and Berta's like pretty hungry, so can you know? Do we get a scene of Berta like reaching onto the table and just taking something to go, like <laughs> a, a giant turkey leg or something? Big old turkey, one in each fist. I shove some rolls into my pocket. <laughs> yeah, complaining children behind her because she just grabbed it off of some child's plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a sleight of hand just to see how how the scene ends. Uh, eight. An eight. Oh, yeah. You're just like taking food off of children's plates and from in front of them. And one of the nuns is like, excuse me. And but, you know, she's all stuffy and like trying to get up from her seat. And by the time she gets up, you're already out of the refectory. And and on our way out, I just grabbed my go bag. I didn't really unpack or anything. I just, yeah, grab it. Cool. And uh, you make your way down to the docks. There, your crew is getting your ship, the Bilgewater Bastard, ready. (laughs) And you see as Lou and Henry are coming off of Windward, Nika is there, like, doing some stretches. She's got the silver vein axe that she got from Prince Orin on her back. She's, like, cracking her neck and, and like, oh, yeah, little bit of action. All right, as you guys walk up. Little bit of action for sure, for sure. Yeah, exciting. Exciting stuff. Hi. All right. Well, you're ready to go. Ready when you are. 
Let's do it. I when I walk onto the ship, Bartholomew tries to follow me up the game. Uh, we'll, we'll be having none of that. <laughs> no. Strict no horse policy. No. Okay, well, it's he's hard going backwards, so I gotta just oh, just give me a. He's gotta come on the ship, and then I gotta turn him around. Just hold on, just a second. Right, right. And Henry's just like watching. Like, how long is this gonna take? Not not long. I promise. And and then when I get back off the gangway, I hand the reins to Henry, and he's like, "Take good care of him." And then I come back. Well, on I'm the coming ship. with at least to Pontyshire. And- and oh, that's right. But she, she said, no, no, no. Okay, she yeah. says, look, Asher, you take good care of it. <laughs> you were never seeing that horse again. Probably Asher's not. like picking her nose like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> and she like gets oh. on, is uh, like riding up and down the docks. Yeah, Bartholomew gives me a desperate help me look. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, yeah. Next, you're just going to see her with a bag of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a, a sack of magic beans. Yeah. <laughs> She got a round of 15 for animal handling, so they become fast friends. Okay, oh. all right. Yeah. Um, as soon as you guys step onto the, the deck of the ship, one thing strikes you as sort of odd. As you're looking around, the deck is covered with all these little divots that have sort of like charred wood in them. Okay, like a golf ball almost? Yeah. Like size of a silver dollar or something. I heard that's more aerodynamic. <laughs> it's not like through the deck. There's just like little indents all over. Texture, oh. like it. So you all aboard, Henry's on, and she's looking at the divots of charwood, and she stamps her boot on the deck and says, All right, some pretty unique architecture here. That means one of a kind, for sure. What happened? You'll find out. You weren't attacked? Uh, We've been attacked a number of times here and there. All right, then. I'll trust you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to also real quick, as we're leaving, I go back in and grab my go bag and just tell Lady Brittany that I'll be sailing out and I should be back and to let Ias and Telnius know where I'm going. Perfect. She gives you a sorrowful grin and says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be here from her room as you uh, as you shut the door. I, I just put my hand on her shoulder and just nod my head and then yeah, mm. leave. Tally ho, then everybody ready to set sail? I oh, I'm, be I'm sorry, the orders uh, on my ship. Captain, you uh, can just Berta. sit, your, sit uh, your little self down there. Right <sighs> ahead. I mean, I'm not that little. Look at yourself. Just saying. It's more of a personality thing. Are they like old friends or what? Something? I have no clue. I have not bothered asking, mostly because I don't want to know. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> I'm just going to sit right here. Is that okay with you, Captain? Am I a little bit to the left, like sort of next to the salted pork? You just hear the, <laughs> the barrel that she sat on just like, like across the deck. That better? Fine. All right. I'd like to think Kowloon just has his head in his hand and then Nika's standing beside him just with a shit-eating grin on her face. like <laughs> ah. A jerky-eating grin. <laughs> oh, this is so good. <laughs> I love this? the drama. <laughs> There's never this much drama back in the uh, Wing Shadow tribe. It's just so great. <laughs> I'm glad we could be entertaining for you. All right, all hands. Thanks. Where, oh. where do you want us, Berta? Well, if I could have you on the, the task for the lines. And I'm assuming you know a thing or two about sailing. How familiar are you with sailing, dear brother? I have been on multiple ships, and I can... Um, Ride on them. Right. I think I'm just going to, like, grab a piece of line as I'm passing by and just hand it, like, set it in his hand. Like, hold on to this. 
Okay. Very tight. Don't let go. It's imperative <laughs> that you don't let go of that that line. Uh, you got it. I... It's attached to nothing. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> says if he's as good as riding ship as he is as riding Griffin, he'll do just fine. You know what? There's a. I have a friend of mine that always takes up the best seat on a ship, and I think I'm going to take that now. And I, <laughs> I climb up into the, the crow's nest. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. As for me, I sail all the time. I've been with Jacquard for years now. Just tell me what to do. Uh, you are Captain... Berta. Berta. Okay. And yourself? I think I caught your... I don't think I caught your yeah. name. Name's Valu. You can call me Lou. Lou, nice nice to meet you. The crew will show you where you need to go. I think we're your little light in the top sails these days. So you might want to be a topsman. But other than that, don't, they'll see you around. Fine by me. It's funny, Colleen still doesn't know your name. <laughs> he, he left. <laughs> I he took note of that, yourself. yeah. <laughs> and you could just go to the bow of the ship, and she's just watching as you all set sail, and she's just ready for adventure, you know, super excited. All right, so the ship makes good time skirting out of the lake and following the shore of Norholm. You're coming out on the western end and wrapping around the southern end. This is going to take you through what are known as the shallows. This is a time when the tides are high, closer to summer. Coming up, of course, is the high tide festival when the tides are at their highest in the shallows. And this is a festival that reaches from Penton to Octacraig to Westwick and celebrates the history of each of the three Trailender Islands. As you continue on, Pontyshire comes into view as the deep green of Norholm is contrasted with the more light green, more yellowish plains of Sutland to your right to the south. As you continue on, you do notice, though, a spot at the southern end of Lake Fainor the lake where the ship battle happened, there seems to be an odd collection of blackened clouds storming what seems to be over specifically a small spot. Kaloon, as you're watching that happen from the, especially from the crow's nest, no check needed. That looks like it's over the spot where Maelstrom was sent into the ether. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Kaloon, uh, I would like to make it be known, forgot that he was mildly afraid of heights, but he's also <laughs> he's also too stubborn to let everyone else know that his excitement was in vain. And so oh he's, uh, he, he's white knuckling the edge of the crow's nest <laughs> and is just shaking in yeah. like, oh, I can't go down now. I, I have to eat crow. I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> So, Kowloon, from this vantage point, you see these blackened clouds. It's not really something that is hard to see, so the rest of you kind of notice this. And it, for a captain, you did see it on your way in. It does seem strange to you, but not necessarily something you want to hunt down at the moment. Right. You continue on in the shallows, and pretty soon, to your left, on the northern end of the shallows, just at the shore of Norholm, you see a small halfling village that acts as a ferry line across the shallows to Octocraig. The ship docks, and there's not a ton of spaces for a larger ship like this. Mm -hmm. But you do find your way to moor the ship and get it secure. And Henry says, 
give me a couple minutes or so. Y'all can stretch and relax, and I'll go make sure my contact knows. I guess this is the time for you all to discuss your game plan going into the city. You'll be going in closer to nightfall by the time the ferry reaches the other side, and um, I'll be back. Take your time. Don't worry about us. Got it. Perf. Brilliant. Right? Go on. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Fabulous. You're so nice. You know, I do my best. You're such a great captain. I really am. Okay, okay, fine. It's almost like you want me to ask, what in the hells is going on here? I don't know. I'm reading the room, right? Somebody treats me like this, I'm going tre- to bounce it right back at them. My gods. I thought you said I was the childish one. Both of you need to stop talking to each other right now. Rude as hell. Aye. Very rude. We get it from the same place. Adric? I've already told you, Adric is no father of mine. Oh, you you share a mother then? Aye. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do what you need to do, and do whatever this is from now on in private, please. The rest of us don't need to hear it. Gross. Disgusting. Want to do anything in private? Absolutely not. My God, it's like, I think they protest too much. (laughs) Don't you think, Lou? Yeah. Hey, whatever your name is. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Let me be the first to extend the grape branch. Olive branch? <laughs> I wanted to make it something different for my world, but we'll just make it olive branch. Just say branch. green olive or black olive branch. You can just <laughs> yeah, specify. The olive garden. <laughs> the branch from the olive garden. Let me be the first to extend the, the olive garden <laughs> branch. Very gracious of you. Because when we're here on a ship. We're here. We're here. We're here. I, you know, I get it. I get it, and I hold no ill will for you, my friend. Absolutely, and genuinely... I love your mustache. Oh, thank you very much. I do pride myself on it a bit, and I, it's rather fetching, I'd like to say. I, I agree. You use a wax in there? There's a little bit of bee wax and some, oh. some pine in there. I have to say, I'm a bit jealous. Not everyone can grow ones quite so, quite so nice. And I've never been jealous of a dwarf. Oh, this is almost worse. <laughs> yeah, we've made friends now. <laughs> We're very good friends I just say now, that under Luke. my breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was... Nice talking with you then. It was an absolute pleasure. Hmm. Okay. And that's she just good. kind of like turns and slowly one by one like goes down the gangway. She's like, I'm not sure if I should be like blushing or happy or I don't know. She just continues down and disappears along the dock. Hey, apparently awkward runs in the family as well. Alright. Now the first thing we need is more information. We need to know exactly where this Brim Corrin is staying. I agree. We need to know his contacts. We need to know what he's taken for breakfast. We need to know everything. I just need to kill him. I just need to know where his fucking throat is. Directly above the shoulders, typically. Good. Can you draw me a map? <laughs> or a diagram? And Nika's just like, right here. And she's like taking the axe and putting it to her throat. Oh, and going God. Like, eh. No, no. <laughs> It's not that. Come on. I I know. It's just you worry me. And just letting you know where it's typically at and the motion you would want to do. Look, working on farms and such, that's sometimes what you got to do. Okay. Well, thank you, Nika. If you need any help slitting throats, I'm your girl. I really do appreciate that. Is anyone else here good at sneaking? 
pretty good, pretty decent. I'm pretty great. And if you're serious about <laughs> killing Brim, you have my support. Excellent. What was your name again? The name's Valu. People call me Lou. Lou, I'm Kaloon, in case you didn't catch that. Um, nice to meet you. Hey, so, <clears throat> I believe first all four of us should be gathering information. Once we find where he is, Lou and I will sneak in. Lou, you can be my watch, and I'll go up behind Brim and slit his throat. You can verify. Sure, yeah, whatever you need. I feel like and you're missing a couple of steps there. We'll get to that in a minute, I promise. All right. <laughs> yeah, then you two, Berta and Nika... Maybe you can stand by as uh, support if we need it. I'm here for emotional support. Thank you, and you're doing very well with that. I appreciate it. I got your back. And then she, like, comes up and jokingly, like, grabs your back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, made, yes. I made a pun. Uh, you, you all got it, right? Colin yeah, told, ta- taught me what a pun was. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Thank you. I imagine it won't be any easy feat getting to Brim. I mean, I'm sure he's surrounded by his goons. I. Well, that's why we were sneaking. So we're just going to sneak around everybody. Hey. Do we want to sneak around everybody or convince him to let us into his inner circle and get close to him that way? How would we do that? You know, act all friendly. Ah, maybe we should combine the two then. And you two, Nika and Berda, try to get in close and maybe even cause a distraction. And Lou and I will sneak in. My best option is sneaking. There's hey. no way I'm making friends with these people. Big boy like you can sneak. You'd be surprised, yeah. Plus, also, you were captured by them, so... It'd be kind of hard... They know me. ...to convince them otherwise. I... And I am much too angry to try to act like I like them. Right. No, so for sure... I don't know anyone, so... (laughs) I'd be great for this. A beautiful blank slate you are. Hmm. That is right. That is my... That was uh, a compliment, I think. (laughs) Yeah. That is what my mother always told me. (laughs) She said... She said, Nika... My beautiful clean slate. <laughs> Go play with the sheep, and I love the animals. All of my hopes and dreams are now yours. <laughs> you beautiful clean slate. Uh, just as you're finishing up this plan, Henry returns. She comes back on, basically says, like, All right, the fairy's pretty much ready to go. Pack what belongings you need, whatever disguises you got, whatever you got going on. They can leave in the next ten minutes. And so we quick cut to you all going over just as the sun is setting and the last light shimmers off of the shallows, the waters between Norholm, now fading distantly behind you toward Sutland, where you see in the distance across the way, you see that cliff sticking up with the keep at the very top approaching ever nearer. Um, Nika. Yeah. Is Rory on the ship? Did you find him? Ah. No. No luck again. Uh, Look, our divers, some of the best, but uh, this Kraken beast really sank. And she's kind of, she crosses her arms in front of her, kind of uncomfortable and is rubbing at her arm. 
Nein. I'm trying to give like a half smile, like sorry, but also like this is the reality yeah. of the situation. Well, it's fine, Nika. It's not your fault. Um, Let me just make sure I've I've covered everything. Yeah. What are you feeling about that conversation? I, There's a lot. I'm shook. Okay, yeah, I, I did kind of want to get on Mike your reaction. I, I've, unfortunately, all of season three hasn't come out, so uh, yeah, right here is uh, getting some oh. news. Goodness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm trying to piece together what happened. This is I mean, the way you had to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Yeah, but Rory is a merman, and he's he swam down into the ocean. We can't find him. Oh. <laughs> Rory's taking he's taking oh. a couple days for himself. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just taking a long nap, yeah, long taking, rest, yeah, taking a the longest week. rest. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're trying not to think about it, okay? Oh, man. Um, just as you say this, you notice another ship pulling into the lake.